0: Mushroom, mushroom.
1: doesn't know there's in a website, Facebook, and the internet. Oh, fun. Yeah. Wow. Interwebby thingy. <laughs> the machine. Mm-hmm. Scary. it's a smart man. just cannot grasp uh, the internet. Siri, what's with all these doohickeys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he won't turn off his computer because he's afraid to lose everything. It's like,
2: oh, really? Just save, Dad. Just well, uh, mm. we can say <laughs> we have full experience with that yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. He, he's working
1: with a relatively modern Macintosh. Not, oh, not, not, not oh, the, Mac. Not this wonderfully uh, classic. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Listen, Mixing board.
3: Listen, this this only dates back to two thousand four. This is this is some old vintage. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. Well, then that's a terrible board. function that built into a
1: 2004 machine.
0: Oh, a <laughs> track yeah, at the back, yeah. the unplug thing.
3: You know, we've we've lost a total of two shows that way. One being a very important live show. Oh yeah. 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 And another one, a, a generic show. That's I think that's where it started doing the. Uh, we started doing the uh, best of episodes. Ah, okay. It Was because of a lost episode in that regard. I'm so yeah. mad
0: at you for losing that live show.
1: Oh, uh, we got parts of it. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well,
3: well, we got the best part. Yeah, especially That's true. we 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 got A your video. sacrifice. Yeah,
2: so we got the oh, it it's bad, it's A- bad.
3: and and his f bomb apparently. So mm. it, it, all it Really? Out. Yeah,
2: I didn't see that part. Yeah, huh? Oh wow!
3: Apparently, got that far.
2: I got so excited in Barry's story, I yeah. completely mm-hmm. forgot <laughs> where in the fuck we were. Yeah, you I did. was so proud because last time it was I, Jeff, I, not I, you. I, I I had it. Yeah, I yeah. had yeah. it.
3: I was I was aware and present. Control. Now they do what you told. Yep. Yeah. Do what you told me. Don't you do what you
1: told? Do what you told, not what you do. Wait, huh?
3: Welcome, folks. This Geek Shock number three eighty-five. I am Master Torgo. Commander K. The
1: Reverend check Dandy. Oh wow. The Reverend. Mm.
3: Preacher Matt. Yes. <laughs> oh wow. And welcome to an all-religious episode of, of Geek Shock. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, Jeff's gone. Yay! Well, that's why
1: we're the, we're the <laughs> religious episode on the love boat.
3: Yes, uh, this, this was something we had to keep secret. Uh, as you probably know from the last few episodes, Barry recently turned 40 years old. And Deb, for a surprise for Barry, set up this cruise that his, fr- his friends were going to show up and be on that cruise and he would not know. And apparently that went off without a hitch. <clears throat>
0: and what friends are we? Only Jeff showed up from Vegas. Well, uh, all friends, of
3: his friends with some money. Yeah, friends who could afford yeah. to go on a cruise. Well, so,
0: well, I can. It's just I need to buy a house.
1: Right. So Jeff. Two of his friends are living hand to mouth. The other one is kept.
0: Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> so Jeff and Barry on a romantic cruise in the Caribbean. Mm. Um, Probably
0: braiding each other's hair it, right in, now. In insert the sand.
3: slash fic here. Braiding
0: <laughs> Jeff's hair? Uh, those, more those berry, are some berry, Tiny berry. braids. Yeah,
3: that's, <laughs> yeah that's, that's some cornrows, is what that is. <laughs> probably got extensions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oiling okay. each other up with, you know, suntan lotion.
3: Playing volleyball. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> with with Kenny Loggins' music in the background. Yes.
2: I want I can hardly wait to see in the Shock Monkey's lair who just got excited by that exchange. I can't wait to see the photoshops of Jeff with an oiled body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> uh.
3: <laughs> so we will soldier on because I... You know we we are we have a gotten a lot of great email, but I'm going to push all that aside. One because Jeff's not here, mm-hmm. so he should be privy to the email. We'll wait till he returns. Okay, um, but I have 15 pages of news. Oh my oh, god! Well, we I, might th- actually get through it. Yeah, this notes these notes have never been this thick. It's it's gunshot. It's <laughs> 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 my ice machine is very terrifying. Yeah, too. <laughs>
1: yeah, but that's a running gag from game night.
2: Uh, <laughs> Paul. That was that. That was at my place. Paul was. At, were you there? I think
3: I was. Yeah. yeah but but and, please
2: explain. And 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 Christmas time. A, I apparently, Paul is not very uh, versed in the world of automatic ice makers and refrigerators,
3: or what guns sound like. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Both both sides of it, because we're yep. sitting there at the gaming table. I think Paul was actually talking about something and the ice dumps. And Paul's like, gunshot. Holy shit. What the hell was that? What's going on in your neighborhood? And everyone's like, dude, that was the ice maker. He's like, really? God damn it. So now every time with this particular crowd, you hear the ice dump, somebody goes gunshot. Sometimes more than one of
3: us. That's the first time I've heard it here, though, actually. Yeah. Actually, yeah. You never hear it here. Yeah. So, gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week?
2: Oh, wait. First of all, first, what, what episode number is this? Because we're getting up to the big four. Yeah, we're getting close. 385. We're, this is 385. This is 385. Okay, 15 to go. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's in mid-August. I checked. Is it? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, he's fact-checking. Uh,
1: uh,
0: there he goes. Living up to the name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are we going to do for the 400? A
3: live show. <laughs> <laughs> Which our, no I one will ever no fucking our second Our second show. one ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah! that's right the awesome <laughs> Wilburn elaborate hoax it really wasn't a show we just put on a few pieces for a video and, and that's where I'll
0: shoot heroin
2: cause you know <laughs>
3: <laughs> you heard it here folks yeah. episode 400 the, the
0: flip
2: side Matt will be like oh it, it's good <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm hooked yeah I've got a monkey it's, on my back
3: he's <laughs> like oh it's spicy yeah. it's spicy
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like lava in my veins <laughs>
3: What did you do, gentlemen?
2: I have been binging. This is a tangential geeky thing. All right. But I've been binge-watching Longmire. Okay. Um, because I
3: forgot. What's Longmire?
2: Yeah, Longmire is a, a, It's based on a series of novels about a small town. Actually, not even town. It's the county sheriff in a Wyoming county. <clears throat> um, Clay Blackwell, who's from Wyoming... Uh, raved about it on Facebook some time ago, and it was so goddamn funny because it was like 11 p.m. and I'm ready for bed, and I'm like, eh, I'll just watch one. I'll, I'll watch part of an episode, see what this is. Because the can- tangential geek connection is Katie Sackoff. She's ah. in. It. Okay. She's uh she's a regular, and uh, it is a very well written, very well acted uh, series. And, uh, I mean, it's essentially a procedural, but it's actually got a through line. They're actually dealing with some uh, overarching long issues as Mm -hmm. well as their story of the week. So, excuse me, it is well put together. So it actually has drawn me in to the point that that night I watched until 6 a.m. that morning because I just couldn't turn it off. And uh, I've been binging every time I've been home since.
1: When I was sick, I was doing the same thing with um, uh, White Collar. I'm like in the
2: fourth season of White Collar mm. now. It's, so it's very felt very salted peanuts. Yeah, this is this is it's it's really it's it's really good. Um, Robert Taylor, who's uh, an Australian actor, is playing the the title character, Longmire, who's uh, the count the county sheriff. And uh, this poor Wyoming county gets an awful lot of murders. <laughs> it's no. like murder she wrote. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, it's angel that many. exactly. But it's also cool because it's right next to a Cheyenne reservation. They fold in a lot of Indian politics. Um, as well as big business uh, politics with mining and stuff like that. Is so, it
1: set in the current modern times? Up, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was, I was yeah, curious was. about that. Mm-hmm.
2: So, and it's and it's got a, a metric ton of uh, faces that you would recognize. You know, who keep appearing? Gerald McCraney uh, is uh, is in it. Um, a lot of that guys. What a lot of that guys, a lot of yeah, characters uh, you recognize. Yeah, quite yeah. a bit. So it's and it's cool. It's At least very, a lot of fat guys. Yeah, yeah that's, that's guys. what I heard too. A lot of I'm fat like, guys. Huh, okay, okay, so uh, but yeah, yeah. So I definitely recommend it. It's well acted. I'm not a I'm not a procedural person. I'm very genre. Like I said, Katie's the reason I was tuning in. Mm-hmm. She's very good, um, but it's 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 well scripted, well acted. Well done. Lou Diamond Phillips is a major character in it. He's very good. It's, 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 it's a pleasure watching him as well as everyone else going. Do so.
3: you by chance know how many seasons there
2: are? There are five. Okay. And apparently they are working on the sixth, which uh, I believe Clay actually just stated on Facebook it will be the last. So okay. they will close out. Fun
1: second. fact, they're filming that last season in Las Vegas, really? New Mexico.
2: Ah. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Missed out on extra work. Yeah. Damn it. Um and it's it's Netflix, so we're talking 10 or 13 episode seasons. So it's not even like cuz I'm still making my way through the first season. Oh no, I just finished the first season of uh might have been the second season of Supergirl. Ah. But it was really funny Because I'm watching 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 And I click the next one And I'm like Fifteen God damn How long is this <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot Right You know what broadcast is like Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what else did you guys
1: I uh, Pretended to perform a wedding which is why I'm calling myself River. In fact, Jack Dandy.
3: Aha! You you pretended.
1: Yeah, I went to the uh, Millennium Fandom Bar last night. Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually haven't been in about a month because I've been sick. Holy shit! Um, but it was they were open Monday. We're not usually open Monday, but apparently uh, it was uh, Firefly Day. Aha! I don't know why it's Firefly Day, but for some reason that date is Firefly Day. And so I, uh, so just for that Monday, yeah, just that Monday. Okay. They, they were opening a couple odd Mondays for special things now, but uh, probably
0: the day that it got, know, like I got
1: something like that. You know
2: what? There was stuff flying around the internet. Maybe that was like oh. the the cancellation or yeah. the last. I don't know. Huh.
1: But. but yeah, I showed up. You know, I I uh, I, I put together a badger cosplay. And I'm just hanging out there, and uh, they're apparently going to be performing weddings there now. And so they were doing a photo shoot, and Alex came over and said, uh, could you uh, perform the wedding, pretend to perform the wedding? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I stood up there with a guy cosplaying Mal and somebody cosplaying Inara. And I had a big book in front of me and grinned like an idiot, and it took lots of pictures. Oh, that's terrific. How'd
2: the Inara look?
1: Um, were, okay. you there for, were you there for the uh, quiz night? No. Oh, well, um, uh, you were there for the quiz nights, weren't you? All right. Anyway. Yes. She's she's a little round for Renara, but she's, she's
2: nice. She's All fine. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: All
2: right, let's let, let's get off that subject and, and go to Andy. She you, knows. You should uh, no. no. <clears throat> you should um you should like do that online certification thing. Honestly, yeah. I did think I he, Alex asked me, he says he's gonna have people doing it. He's got a couple already and he asked he asked me if I was
1: uh, certified and he said, Well, you should do it. And I'm like, you know, I'm kinda thinking I wanna do that.
2: You, I think it'd be fun to be cos a nerd, a nerd
3: themed wedding. Yes, yes. Yeah. are you kidding me? Yes, oh yeah, Run with yeah. this.
2: Yeah, I mean Star Trek. The um, the Reverend that we would bring in for the Star Trek weddings mm. was a fan, had her own costume, and she would come in mm-hmm. and she would theme it. You know, uh, her whole everything that she would do, she would theme it around mm-hmm. Star Trek. Wait, they are going to they are gonna do a costume
0: because it has to be an admiral costume, right? No, that Captain
2: knows. can oh. Captain can wed people on the ship, right? Except they have to die at the end of the episode. <laughs> the captain? No, one of the one of the one of the, the groom uh, right, have to right. die, right? The fact check Trek.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this idea. You need to run with
1: this idea. I, I think I do. I kind of I kind of like it. They are going to do a um. They're going to do a photo shoot for a Star Trek wedding, and it's going to be original series. But I don't know when they just but they did mention out what they're shooting doing the shoot.
2: Oh, can we put together? A mirror universe Kirk oh. uniform for Andy. Oh, oh God, yes. <laughs> oh.
0: oh, I am
3: Captain Kirk. <laughs> Doesn't that one have like an open chest? Yeah, yeah. sleeveless,
2: <laughs> but a nice golden sash. Yes, can't beat you can't yeah. beat a golden sash. Oh yeah, that's why I want a sleeveless and a dagger Andy. and a thigh high boot for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get you some thigh high boots, Andy.
1: I'm not sure they look good on me,
2: but I'll try
3: them. <laughs> Try, try mm-hmm. something once, right? Sure. Yeah, Yeah, that's Andy. was fun is that you said you you had you did badger cosplay. Yeah. And I, my brain immediately went to the furry. Yes. Big furry right. badger. Yeah. yeah. Badger, badger, badger,
1: badger, 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 A snake!
2: I would love to see a picture of a Mal and an Inara and a big badger.
0: Because <laughs> honey badger don't give a shit. <laughs>
1: Badger was actually free. I mean, there were a couple mouths, and there were a couple rivers, and a couple of uh, cayleys. I was the only badger. Damn. But there were, and, and obviously, there wasn't a shepherd book. You wouldn't be asking badger to do the wedding. <laughs> yeah, That's really. I was going to say.
3: Well, I have another book that took me by surprise that I really enjoyed. It's called Chalk. Uh, that sounds familiar. By Paul Cornell. Uh, I guess Paul Cornell's one of the few people that's been uh, nominated for Hugo's in three categories. I don't know if he's won any of them, but uh, comic books, uh, film and television, and in novel form. Ah. Uh, So this is a new novel. It's a horror novel called Chalk. Very British. takes place in in Wiltshire, which is uh, kind of the west of uh, Britain, kind of farmland Britain. Uh, In the 80s, uh, the 80s stuff is really, really important to the novel. Uh, but it's a bullying story. It's a split personality story that takes on a whole different connotation than any other split personality in story. In fact, uh, the basic idea, if you can get this from the back of the book, this kid's horribly bullied, and I mean, in one of the most horrible bully scenes I've ever read in a novel. And You're I, saying horrible bully scene. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The... Things that happen afterwards, there is another hymn that takes over. So Ah. I'm like, okay, this is getting a little too fight club and very predictable. And that's when it stopped being that. Ah. Nice. The horror is strong. Uh, The lore is based on British history. And a very, very dark book. So don't go into it thinking this is going to be any light. Probably the darkest book of, of all the books I've suggested so far. And I've suggested some dark ones. You know, Bird Box is pretty dark. But uh, the chalk at the end, I had to just kind of like sit back and think about what I read. It's one of those. Hmm. And when, when the horror hits the horror hits hard It's some of the more visceral horror scenes I have read outside of a exploitation novel in a good long time. Um, Interesting. And it's bully revenge. Nice. (laughs) Yes, it is very much bully revenge. Not just a retread of Carrie, right? Definitely (laughs) not. (laughs) Definitely not. So if, if that sounds like it's in your wheelhouse, 80s horror, very British, very visceral, and very dark chalk by uh, Paul
1: Cornell. I meant to ask you this before we got on air but I'll ask you now. Have you read Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance?
3: Uh, I I th- attempted it once and then put it down for other things. Okay. Because I know the author he just died, recently yeah, passed. Yeah. Uh, and of course, that's led me to other things. I'm still reading Designers and Dragons mm-hmm. uh, 70s, which has been absolutely mind-expanding because it does not miss any RPG uh, in that time and I'm learning about Deep cuts of things like Game Designers Workshop and uh, Chaosium and other things that uh, oh, okay. other awesome. role playing companies that you don't know outside of their larger things. Games like Dark Dis- Conspiracy, which I think I tweeted you if you, mm-hmm. if you had it by chance, Kirsten.
2: I I don't have it, but I definitely seen it and heard of it. Yeah,
3: that's when I remember playing in college, like for a short time. Like Dark Conspiracy was the dorm thing uh-huh. for a while. Mm. So that continues to be amazing, about halfway through that book. And I've also officially started, as as many people have suggested, and I appreciate all the suggestions, I've started The Gunslinger. Ah. Um, So I'm now starting Stephen King's magnum opus, finally, in my life. So... I'm about a third of the way through Gunslinger.
2: Drawing of the Three was the hard slog for me, so be careful when you get to that one. Isn't Drawing of the Three the second one? I, it might be the second, yeah. second or third, but yeah. That no. one I actually bought an audio because I just couldn't read it, and then even in the audio book, I eventually hit a point of... I just can't. I just... And <clears throat> I actually wikied the story through <laughs> so I could go on to... Uh, the next one, which wow. is, uh,
3: uh... Exactly. Yeah, I can't even remember what <laughs> the next one was. But yeah, I just... I did try the Gunslinger a while back, uh, back when I worked at Star Trek, being in the janitor corridors between mm-hmm. rides. I did read the first Gunslinger and Drawing of the Three. And I remember enjoying it. I got through drawing fine. In fact, I remember enjoying it, actually. Oh, boy. Wow, yeah, right? <laughs> um, Your mileage may vary. <laughs> But I do know that ever since he finished Dark Tower, uh, the, he, he's still writing addendum novels, but the actual full arc, he went back and made adjustments to the initial gunslinger. Oh, did he? Oh. Yes, to, to fill out some things and to, to foreshadow oh. things a little better, uh, clean it up a little bit, because I remember it being very dry and very wordy, and he even says in the introduction that he was a bit... Uh, uh, writer's workshop pretentious with it ah. so, so and and so far it's been an enjoyable experience so i'm happy to be on this journey nice. hopefully to its end and speaking finally of books uh, we're still discussing hyperion not many of us that's apparently a very very thick book to get to get through yes sir. Uh,
2: it's, it's longer than 300 pages
3: yeah it's it's it's, it's 550 but it's not just like 300 like 500 regular pages these are thick with lots of concepts that are strange for it and, and take a while to grasp. It's dense. Dense, yes.
0: You've got to read that same page like twice, maybe. There's been a few pages.
3: times I had to, uh, okay, i got to get my head around this and slow it down a little bit. Uh, so that discussion is still out there. But because this was such a dense read and because next month is Free Comic Book Day, is it next month? Yes, it is May 6th. I have decided that uh, next month will be graphic novel month for the book club. Sweet. So there's already been a slew of suggestions and nominations for that. So if uh, I know many of you have been wanting to read graphic novels in the book club, here is your chance. Uh, May will be comic month for the Geek Shock Book Club. So we'll put up the poll here very soon. So be watching for that.
0: May's going to be a good month. Is that my birthday? Oh, okay.
3: (laughs) <laughs> subtle very very wow. subtle wow you know,
0: Funko Mads <laughs> oh wow wow. Wow.
3: That's, wow that's the most well, that's awesome fishing expedition as good a I've segue
0: seen. as any
1: what's the count now huh? what is the count what? now sorry what is the I count I
0: don't know have you got any I haven't I, right now no <laughs> so, are so, you have are a
1: little bit of a little are you not
3: s-
2: exactly right are you the still position. at 31 or have you got others
0: all I got was the bigger Groot
1: so you're at 31 uh oh! What's this? What's this?
0: No, you're pulling
3: one. things out of a box.
2: There you go. Now you're at thirty-one.
3: Oh my God! Kirsten was just throwing a Funko of what?
2: Young Frank Walker from Tomorrowland. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yes, it's a dollar ninety-nine. Amazing <laughs> yeah, new value. Got him, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got baby. Yeah.
3: All righty then. Did you ever see Tomorrowland, Kirsten? No. All right, that's what I thought. Frank There's Walker. That's he uh, loves that
0: pop. Look at him.
3: Look at the joy in his eyes. <laughs> it's it's now a numbers game. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: purely numbers. So now it's it's like all right.
3: I can't wait for ten years down the line <laughs> when they're, you're just looking at though, I don't know what half of these are. <coughs> yeah, really. This is the hell is this? Well, thing? you know what this has gotten. Stupid. That's
2: actually that's actually such good advice. I better create the Andy shelf now, <laughs> 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 so that years down the line I can yeah. look at that shelf. I don't. What did what Oh, the oh right. Andy? Right. Okay. Well, thank you, Andy. No problem. Yeah. That's, thank you for uh, instigating. That's, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 so anyone else
3: out? there want to uh <laughs> give, give kirsten a funko for matt's birthday yeah, yeah. well
2: yeah exactly <laughs> happy birthday to matt yay that would be great
3: <laughs> anything great. else
1: gentlemen i played a really cool game at the blind and too. too called uh five minute dungeon
3: apparently Par- like Par- it's a night.
1: kickstarter game it's very similar in concept to that uh, escape game you brought over with the dice where you are timed
3: with To the leave tiles. the tomb
1: Right It's it's to Your your time to defeat monsters And you've got Everyone's got An individual deck With various things That you're throwing down Like arrows or swords and stuff And the monster has to have hmm. So many swords Or so many But it's hard to find It's a kickstarter game and It's like it was sure. 70 bucks somewhere But Should've But it is over that. But 70. it is It is in the library At the Millennium Phantom Bar So you can go play it there Anytime you want
3: Okay There you go Monkeys yep. Come to Vegas Millennium yep. Phantom Bar place a five minute dungeon There you go Very cool game or if you want the how much a head you get what how much head did he get
0: no how much how much a
3: head oh, okay. do you get? <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> you did you hear the
0: part
2: about them. Millennium fandom bar right <laughs>
0: <laughs> although actually those nerds yeah are,
2: you know it's like the Red Fair man
1: come on <laughs> oh yeah there you go Jesus
0: oh. they
1: they may not be supermodels but
2: there's stuff happening. <laughs> You ought to get that shirt. I will. Millennium Fandom Bar. They may not be supermodels, but stuff is happening. What's
0: the old you need adage? You looking in a mirror, sir.
3: What's the adage? Oh, I'm aware.
0: Wow. I am very self-aware, my friend. Wow. Okay. Matt. Re-
1: wow. I am I not teasing for the back, okay
2: <laughs>
3: Wow. The odds are I good, but the goods are odd. Too right? much <laughs> deli
1: fur. looking attractive. <clears throat> I am a pasty, pasty man.
0: All right, enough. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck. Cornish hen pasty?
2: Very Cornish hen pasty.
3: <laughs> Anything else, gentlemen?
2: Uh, no. Oh, wait, I, no. 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 Wow. I long mired out. Started there's the, nothing. Uh, there's nothing out there. I'm like, all well, all... I've got points. I can actually see a couple movies for free. Mm-hmm. And God knows, I've got time. But it's like every week I pull up Fandango and it's just like
0: <sighs> shit is just... It, we're in the dead wait, zone, wait, right? Wait, wait, wait. Come on. You don't want to live your life a quarter mile at a time? I'm sorry? 10 second car? What? You almost had me? Passing Dom, a furious. Dom Toretto. Oh, oh, oh furious No
3: hope. wonder I'm ignorant. To
2: all <laughs> <him>. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's funny. I'm actually a Vin Diesel fan. I like him. I like The Rock. I like Jason Statham. Uh, but I, I'm... You know that does nothing for you. It's I'm just you know I'll wait. Curson, I
0: had you. I had you, man. I had you. You're
1: you're quoting a movie. Nobody's in (laughs) this room. Some people will know. There's listeners. I recognize that. There's quotes.
2: Yeah. When when Andy (laughs) posts this.
3: Yeah, but those are like those are like movie quotes that are like. A greasy pork sandwich and a dirty ashtray—that you know what it is. Well, that's just like generic. I I know, I know. What movie is this from? (laughs)
0: Generic movie quote.
2: (laughs) But what movie is this one from? Oh my god! Come on. How are you feeling?
0: (laughs) Are you okay? Remember that movie? Classic. No, that's
1: that's from the ride.
0: Now watch—you might get it infused. Now watch my eye when I say this. (laughs) <laughs> that Read my, my lips. That's a prison from this movie to that movie.
1: No new taxis.
2: <laughs>
1: Next Erg, weekend, Erg. May
0: 5th, Guardians of the Galaxy. No?
2: Yeah. May 5th, May 5th Guardians yes. is coming out. So there is that to live for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all it's keeping from paying yourself. The upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Wow, are you okay? <laughs> you have to hold on to the little things. <laughs> Holy shit. Matt Matt looks like he just had a ghost pepper.
0: (laughs) I was mid-drinking. You're like, I got that to live for. (laughs) Listen, you just got a free pop. Don't do it. Oh, Oh, yeah. While you
2: tried to choke on a pop. (laughs) That's right. Years years from now, Andy's going to be strutting down the street. Yep, Kirsten was in despair, and I got him young Frank Walker. I
3: kept him alive (laughs) with young Frank Walker. I saved a life with that pop. (laughs) Funko saves lives. You heard it here. Oh, gentlemen, let's do some news. I got so much news, we're going to start it early. All right. News you don't give a shit
1: about (sighs) must
3: take place. Hmm.
1: How many you got of these? Not many.
3: Okay. Not many at all. In fact, some of this is kind of like some cool stuff with a bad back. How about that? (laughs) Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment are preparing to launch a new streaming service. That will be led by a live-action Titans series and the third season of Young Justice titled Outsiders. The shows are set to debut in 2018. Both shows are in the early stages of production, will air on the DC streaming service, which will also go live in 2018. No word on other programming as of yet, much like the comics, Titans will follow a group of young adult heroes led by Dick Grayson, and the lineup is confirmed to include Starfire and Raven. The series is being written by Greg Berlanti, Akiva Goldsman, uh, Goldsman currently writing Star Trek Discovery, and DC's Jeff Johns. And Young Justice Outsiders will pick up where the animated series left off, with the team making, taking on metahuman trafficking and the, quote, terrifying threat it creates for a society caught in the crossfire of a genetic arms race spanning the globe and the galaxy, unquote. Fans have been clamoring for the show to return ever since Cartoon Network pulled the plug. So, Titans are coming, but much like Star Trek Discovery, behind the paywall of the DC streaming service. Calling it now.
0: Arrow's going to go there. Supergirl's going to go there. Uh, all of their DC television properties, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Going off Netflix, going there. Yeah. And I'm going to be so mad because I'm not paying well, for that shit. Um,
2: well, but, so watch it now, folks. All right? They have a year. Which is which is CW? Which is CBS? Or are they all CW now? Or are they all CBS? What?
0: They're all CW, C- CW. I think. They're all yeah. CW? Yeah.
2: Okay. I got thrown because I got to the episode of uh, Supergirl where... Um, Callista Flockhart uh, calls. Uh, she looks at Olson, the computer kid, and, and and Kara, and she's like, "Why are you all standing there? Like a very good looking but non threatening CW cast." And it was really funny because I'm nice. like, "Oh, that's a CBS joke on CW." And was it on CBS? And then it moved on. Yes, yet? maybe that's when it was yeah, CBS. It was, I
3: can't remember which channel, but one of. them. Okay.
2: I'm thoroughly confused. I didn't know that it was a different universe because I, I just did out? the episode With where Flash, f- yeah. Flash shows up and he's from the other universe. Oh, is that, so I didn't n- see that one yet. Yeah, now, okay. now I'm. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, side side note, I actually did. That. <laughs> oh no! What did I you did do? that I did a mat to Vernon because um, we were talking. Uh, we uh have we all watched Shield? Yes. Uh, oh, uh, up, up but only up to it's on Netflix. And uh, uh okay, no, Netflix
0: <laughs> Did you just <laughs> spell on yourself? <laughs> yes. Andy? I
1: did. What the was wrong with you.
0: Oh, I started laughing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's when we clean your sinuses all out. This right. like is this used?
0: I
2: think there
3: isn't there in no, the drawer. A, in the drawer yeah, there's, there's more a, in the drawer if you're scared of that yeah. napkin.
2: There you go. Uh, no, we were talking because Vernon, <laughs> Vernon, our pal Vernon, works at Avengers Station. Right. He has to watch Marvel stuff literally as work. Mm-hmm. So he's making his way through Shield, and he's like, "Have you been watching Agents of Shield?" I've been watching, and I'm like, "Yeah, well, only on what's on Netflix. I don't have access to anything else." And he's like, "Oh, re- what, 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 what uh, what's been on?" And I said, "Up to the part where <laughs> dies," and he like, <laughs> "Dies." Oh, no <laughs> like, uh, okay. <laughs> good job.
3: <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat>
0: yeah. yeah,
2: I thoroughly matted him. Okay, anyway. All right, digression enough. Sorry, Tom.
3: Oh, no, please. That's fine. That's the end a- of that and story. You, and
2: you matted everybody else's list so, That's it? true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. The mass matting. Yeah, really. That's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Well, we also uh, we we have two mats: mm-hmm. spoilering and spitting on yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but although Funko, it's getting
3: really nebulous but now, but Funko Matt the,
1: is drifting away
3: between Matt and Vernon and Andy with the spills. Now it's <laughs> yeah, really, it's, it's, it's the lines are blurred. I'm a carrier. I haven't spilled anything in a long <laughs> time. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> freaking me out. Andy, that just
2: means you're building no. up to something terrible. <laughs> That Ver- spill Vernon's is be Vernon awesome.
0: spill was pretty epic. It was like turns over. Right? And it was Matt, like,
2: Matt, which spill? <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: right. Yes, that's right.
2: That guy knocked out three spills, and in about five minutes, it was that was epic. I was not happy. <laughs> Andy was off somewhere in the country. He got hard. He had no idea why. <laughs> what? Because something amazing Andy like just happened somewhere. <laughs> he was like,
3: "Where'd this come from?" News you don't give a shit about. Brian Singer is producing a new series called August One that takes place in an alternate future where the ancient Roman Empire did not crumble and instead grew into a technologically advanced civilization that is now on the brink of collapse. It's also a pretty dark society where concepts such as slavery, sin, and corruption have been culturally normalized. That description comes from the entity that is, that's backing the production, a new... French digital streaming platform called Black Pills. I was wondering where the
0: part I didn't give up a shit about yeah, was. Yeah,
3: that's right. Oh. Yeah, Do
0: they not realize what makes Netflix good is because everything's there or was there?
2: Yeah. No, they're going to
0: find it. Fuck. The,
3: sc- the company is described as a mobile first distributor specializing in short form series that are usually comprised of 10 episodes each, with the segments running anywhere from 5 to 10 minutes. Series is the creation of John Cabrera, who previously created H the digital series for Singer's Bad Hat Harry production company. A release date, along with the cast and other details, have yet to be announced. Ready for the next? What are the streaming services are Bond TV streaming services.
2: Continue with the streaming service <laughs> news.
3: Okay, next one isn't. In fact, you might actually give a shit about it.
2: Alright.
3: Will Smith. Nope. Okay. Okay. Oh.
1: <laughs>
3: is reportedly in talks to join the live-action Aladdin as the voice of genie. Yeah, I heard that. That
2: voice of genie. The
3: voice of genie
2: in live-action Aladdin.
3: Yeah, because they'll
1: probably do a digital genie all the same. Uh huh. Like like the live-action Beauty and the Beast with the
3: animated Beast. Yeah. Ah, I gotcha. Uh, latest installment in Disney's efforts to readapt all their animated movies for live action will be helmed by Guy Ritchie with a script from John August. The role of Genie was originated, originated, of course, by the late Robin Williams in the 1992 animated film, and went on to appear in the direct-to-video sequels as well as the animated series voiced by The Simpsons' Don Castellaneta. The news comes after Smith recently walked away from a role in Tim Burton's live-action Dumbo adaptation due to scheduling issues. If he signs on for this gig, Smith would be the first confirmed actor for Aladdin. The studio is reportedly seeking unknown actors to play Aladdin and Princess Jasmine. Previous previous reports also claim Disney is working on a prequel film called Genies, telling the story of how Genie ended up inside the lamp. No release date yet has been set for Aladdin, but it will join a growing number of upcoming live-action Disney adaptations, including Dumbo, Lion King, The Little Mermaid, and Mulan, among others. You could probably have Robin Williams voice
1: the Genie if they're going to be animating it there's probably 40 hours of Robin Williams babbling on the cutter room floor when he recorded it the first time.
3: That would be amazing if they did that. It would
2: that. be amazing, but it would also, with Williams, it'd be topical. I mean, there's a lot in Aladdin that's topical mm-hmm. that, you know... Today, I mean, it's still funny. yes Williams is always funny. Yep. But it's but, topical for the time. But it's topical for the time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that phrase, "late Robin Williams," is yeah, uh, so kills it, me. It, it, as yeah, as long as it's been, yeah. it, it's yeah. just, it's just, uh,
3: it's hard to grasp.
2: It's, it's it so is.
3: Weekend geek, yay! Oh, <laughs> oh, you just did that to make Andy happy,
2: and it worked. And to get Matt to stop spitting. Oh, no promises. <laughs>
0: Spitter mat. <laughs> no, we will not be starting yeah. that. It's, I know. It's like a Velociraptor. It, yeah, it's
2: it's really weird because the oh, little sure, you can go that route. You know, the, the frill doesn't pop out and go <laughs> before he strikes. It's, it's like a cobra.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Canadian. who it spits maple syrup. It's you know. There it's, you it's, yeah. There you go. Okay. Writers and Hollywood Studios are in the midst of high-stakes negotiations Mm -hmm. over a new Writers Guild of America contract. And depending how it plays out, several high-profile shows could be affected this fall. The Guild has already approved strike authorization while it tries to negotiate new terms, meaning that if discussions go sideways over the next few days, writers could strike when the current contract expires May 1st. Uh, the Last Strike occurred in 2007-2008, led to several production delays and cancellations across the TV and film industry.
1: And killed one of my favorite TV shows. Which show was that?
3: Life. I don't remember. Life. <laughs> I thought he <laughs> Cause was talking died, about died, Life.
1: it died after two seasons because of that. Life, um, life died? Uh, it's the guy who's in uh, Homeland. They're, um in- Really My good actor. Real
0: favorite show of yours, huh? What's that? It's, it's, one, it's
1: one of those guys I, I've only watched My him in that. Show, what was, what was the, the, concept
3: of, what's the concept of life, Andy? The wow!
1: <laughs> wow! <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> a very special <laughs> geek shock. I'm glad you asked me, son. It's <laughs> um, a detective who was wrongly convicted. Oh, right. Of, you remember this? Yeah. Yeah, the he's, redheaded
2: dude. What is his name? I can't remember. All he right. was the guy. He was the he Caruso. Was the, he was no, no. no. He was the great uh, captain in uh, Band of Brothers. He was the one everybody <clears throat> respected and,
3: and yes, the actor that everybody knows his face and knows yeah, about. exactly. Absolutely, yeah,
1: Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But he's a great actor. Um, he was a uh, convicted, wrongfully convicted uh, of murder and sent to life in prison, and then it was overturned um, because he was uh, framed. And part of the deal with the LA police department is that not only was he released, but he was made a detective again and he got them huge settlement. And while he was in prison he got kind of weird and Zen and Buddhist, so he was like very calm and mellow and just you know, and just would say this weird shit and it was it was a really wonderfully bizarre concept. Huh. And his partner was uh was a drunk. She was a Persian woman, if I remember right. It was it was, was, it was drunk, all over the place. Drunk yeah. Persian woman.
2: Yeah. But drunk uh, Persian woman and guys whose name we don't
1: know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like there was things like you know, uh, yeah. They just we just say things like, uh, people to eat? Are you trying to mess with me?" I was, no, what? You're, you're trying to mess with yourself. I don't know what he said. I
0: don't know what he said, yeah, he said either. Anyway, it was a great show. Didn't it also kill Lost too?
2: Oh, it might have. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure it did. You know, we could well. It's not like they were writing anything anyway with Lost. You know what's really funny is I want Andy now to be that that cop where he's just. Are you messing with me? Oh, oh God! Okay, I did it. Just take me in. I'm just my mind.
1: And then a like the v- variation of Columbo. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah, yeah one more,
1: uh, more uh, right in the it's kind of Columbo meets Gabby Hayes. Send in Detective Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Columbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, now it's going to be Columbo, Gabby Hayes, and uh, what's his name? That yelling comedian. Now we've got Shit.
0: another what's his <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it's not. This is, this, oh, this is no, a brain fart. No, come
2: on, Todd. Bob it's the, Gold yelling, Gold. the yelling comedian. It's a brain fart. Bobcat Gold, Bobcat Goldberg, thank okay. you. Brain <laughs> fart. I prefer brain fart. Yeah. In fact, I like that as the title.
3: <laughs>
1: Ladies of and gentlemen, one,
3: yeah. welcome to the Comedy Store and the Comedy Songs of Brain Fart. Brain fart. fart.
1: Brain fart. Have to be a prop magician. Prop magician. Wow. <laughs> no. Uh, not a prop magician. I guess all magicians are pretty much prop magicians, aren't they? <laughs> wow. I need a drink.
3: <laughs> uh, going back to the potential strike. A uh, strike could affect script delivery and production on shows including The Walking Dead, Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something that gets pushed back again? Wow. Uh, Jessica Jones, The Inhumans. No! And American Horror Story. Now, those are all on schedules where they'll need ad- additional scripts written and produced over the next few months. Damien Lewis. Thank you. That's it. And if Damien Lewis occurs, if a, if a strike occurs. Oh, oh, uh- they could all be benched. Uh, looking a bit further down the line, there are some upcoming shows that should be unscathed regardless of what happens with negotiations. The next season of Game of Thrones looks to be far enough along as well as Orphan Black, Twin Peaks, Outlander, and American Gods. Wow. So let's hope cooler heads prevail. <coughs> mm-hmm.
0: You know they're not.
3: It's, Fucking... it, it's possible, but if a strike happens, then hey, a strike happens. Go, well, labor, go.
2: It tends to, tends to put... Uh, the the writers have to put the producers in the difficult position before they can get the uh, what they're looking for. Do we know
1: what the sticking point is this time? Because last time it was it was something about internet stuff.
2: I
3: think internet, it, and I'm sure that's still a part of it. Streaming, and then the yeah, additional streaming it's services, the
2: royalties, and residuals, and and pay whatever whatever they're going to be. It's always that because when it's not delineated in the contract companies make a ton of money off of it and the writers are not getting their due and so mm-hmm. i think that's one reason why you hear about a writer strike every few years because the technology is moving forward so fast mm-hmm. the writers are probably like okay let's let's only do this for two years <laughs> so they didn't can, the
1: last writer's strike lead to a giant run of reality shows
2: Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the reality phenomenon came out of a writer's strike. Mm. Yes,
3: including Celebrity Apprentice, if I remember right. Mm. Oh God! All right. So be careful, Hollywood. Get your shit together. The goddamn butterfly effect
1: created Trump.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You did have the best season of Conan. He was writing all his own stuff when they went on strike. There was a Conan series? Conan. Conan. Conan oh, okay. Conan, Conan, Whatever. Oh, okay. For Conan. fuck's sakes. You know exactly what I was talking about. I know. Come on. I'm Conan. I write my own
3: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Get back in the name of Conan.
1: <laughs> you a funny thing happened to me on the way down the street. It's not a script, you idiot. <laughs>
3: The History Channel is giving us a new two-part exploration of comic book crusaders in a multi-part documentary called Superheroes Decoded. Airing over two nights on April 30th and May 1st, so coming up pretty quick, uh, this detailed ex- examination of superheroes is stuffed with rare archival footage, vintage art, and interviews from some of the legends of the inner. Industries, St. Stanley being one of them. Uh, show business luminaries who work in the particular areas of pop culture, including Avengers: Infinity War directors Anthony and Joe Russo, uh, Anthony Mackey, that's from uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Falcon, thank you. Uh, Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin, director John Favreau, and DC Comics writer Brad Meltzer. Quote. With rare access to top creators at both DC and Marvel, Superheroes Decoded uncovers how the rise of the superhero parallels America's rise as a superpower in the 20th century, evolving through the decades into a uniquely American mythology that has captured audiences across the globe. Using modern film clips, vintage comic artwork, historical archival material, part one will aim its penetrating lens at the creation of the classic American superhero, From the creation of Superman, Batman, Captain America, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, and beyond, these all-American legends have endured through decades of war, triumph, and scandal, constantly evolving to reflect the country's changing values in a tumultuous world. From World War II and Vietnam to Watergate and the tragedy of 9-11, these mythic mythic heroes embody America's deepest fears and greatest aspirations. Part 2 dissects the notion of the American rebel and its true definition of a hero. From beginning superheroes like the X-Men, the Hulk, Black Panther, Iron Man, Luke Cage, and Wolverine have challenged authority and fought for outsiders, a battle that reflects the country's most profound real-world divisions and struggles for justice. From their often controversial origins to recent resurgence in movies of today, these rebels redefine heroism for a new generation, unquote. Production by Morgan Spurlock and uh, Jeremy Chilnick superheroes decoded comes to the history channel april 30th may 1st at 9 p.m eastern pacific time that's a good crew yeah. spurlock hmm. so i'm I'm kind of sad it's only two parts I, that seems like uh, obviously, I really obviously, obviously
1: you could expand that and uh yeah seasons and seasons of stuff
3: but i'll take what i get
1: yeah
2: yeah yeah andy's just waiting for the squirrel girl episode
3: and they did.
1: Honestly, I'm waiting. Uh, my, my first thought went to some of the more oddball characters like uh, yeah. Wood and
3: stuff like that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Wood. They, they did announce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: That's some oddball character
3: stuff. <laughs> they did announce the rest of the who the heroes are going to be on that. Mm. So you can find that out there. I don't have that. Okay. Here, but oh. if you're interested in the Squirrel Girl show or New Warriors, as it's actually called. Mm-hmm. So that, that information's out there. If you really want to know who the heroes are in that balls to the walls comedy. Oh, Andy! That was red lighted by everybody, but Andy. Right, Andy wants Squirrel a note, Girl but... and
1: Friends. <laughs> wood, Lollywood,
3: <laughs> Squirrel Girl and Andy's Wood coming soon. Batang. Last year was announced that Jim Henson's classic 1986 fantasy film *Labyrinth* would be getting remade. That remake is moving forward with director Fede Alvarez, who previously brought us the hardcore horror films *Don't Breathe* and *The Evil Dead* remake. uh, He's also set to co-write the film with Jay Basu, who is currently writing The Girl in the Spider's Web, which is the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo sequel that Alvarez is also set to direct. The Labyrinth remake won't go into development until the director is completed with The Girl in the Spider's Web. The film is a co-production between TriStar Pictures and Jim Henson Company, and Lisa Henson is set to produce. The original film followed a 16-year-old girl who was given 13 hours to solve a labyrinth and rescue her baby brother from the Goblin King after she wishes him to be taken away. The Goblin King, of course, played by the late David Bowie. Another The Late happening in the show. Yeah, really? So,
1: I don't don't understand remaking that. Why not go to a sequel in that one?
2: I agree with that statement. I mean, yeah, the kid's all grown up. Right, he's like you know taking care of the, his baby, and he's just like, I wish. Oh,
3: I shouldn't. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah. Sure. And yeah, go go mm-hmm. back to the labyrinth, but um, yeah, because are you gonna keep this design of the characters? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna have Hoggle look like Hoggle? Or are you not gonna have? If you don't have a Hoggle, do you have a remake? Mm-hmm. Is that that's really the sure. question? If there's no Ludo, is this a remake, mm-hmm. Sir Didymus?
1: So yeah, uh, those are all things you can remake. You can't remake a Bowie. Yeah, that's very true.
3: So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this one unveils. I wouldn't be surprised if when it does unveil, it isn't truly a remake, some kind of uh, inspired reboot. Lady Gaga will be the Goblin Queen. Okay, now? You sold uh,
2: me. You're selling (laughs) me. Yeah, it's kind of working for me. (laughs) (laughs) TM Hollywood, don't try to steal my
1: idea. (laughs) Although, as I said, when they had the uh, Lady Gaga Muppet Christmas special, too much Gaga, not enough Muppets.
3: Was that where was that? Where'd you find that at?
1: I was on Network TV at some okay. point. Yeah. Deep web.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Josh Brolin has landed the highly sought-after role of Nathan Summers, aka yeah. Cable Ooh. for Deadpool 2. The Oscar-nominated actor will star, star alongside Ryan Reynolds as the Merc with a Mouth. And Zazzy Beats. Love that name. Uh Zazzy, Zazzy Beats, B E E T Z. That's awesome. As fellow Merc Domino. Brolin oh, has nice. apparently signed on for four movies before the role went to, went to Brolin. Michael Shannon and David Harbour were on the early shortlist for the role. Uh, David Harbour being the uh, police officer from Stranger Things. Mm hmm. Uh, the actor already, also <laughs> the actor already stars as the mad Titan Thanos in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It will be seen in the upcoming Avengers: Infinity War in 2018. He also played the titular character in 2010's Jonah Hex movie. Oh wow! So slated to begin filming in June in Vancouver. Uh, director David Leitch liked I spell it L E I T C H. <laughs> Yes, Deadpool two is set to open oh, sometime in twenty eighteen. Um, he also played a pretty good Tommy
2: Lee Jones in the uh, um, uh, yeah. Men in Black. Yes, he did. Oh
3: wow, yeah. He I think
2: did. That, was, that was Men in Black three. Yeah. Oh, he was right from his entrance. It was sort of like, oh Jesus. Yeah, he was completely believable as Tommy. It, Lee oh Jones. Jesus, he 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 hits it. He hits it so fucking precise. It's it it it's actually it takes your breath away. It really was mm-hmm. extraordinary. Yep. I don't care what you think about sequels. You really need to see that movie just to watch that performance. Right.
3: Mm. I'll say, Brolin in my heart will always be brand of the Goonies, forever and always. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Oh. Wow! Oh boy! Right. That show! What that show? Yeah. You you know you love that show. You're fooling anyone. Goonies? Yes. No. no, no. Yes. No. no. Oh. A <laughs> bunch of ingrates for the demons. I, when I saw that as a
1: kid, I thought to myself, "This isn't a movie." This is a ride they didn't finish.
3: <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's that's fair, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, imagine if they kept that octopus scene in, that would have just ruined everything.
2: There you go. That would have finished the movie. No, mm-hmm. uh, the ride.
3: Mm-hmm. No, it wouldn't. I've seen that octopus scene. It's pretty damn terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anna Boden and Ryan Fleck will direct Captain Marvel. Starring Brie Larson as Carol Danvers, the Air Force pilot whose alien-infused DNA makes her into one of the cosmos' most powerful superheroes. If you've not heard of Bowden and Fleck before, that's because they've kind of been flying under the radar. Their first four films, which include Half Nelson with Ryan Gosling and Mississippi Grind with Ryan Reynolds, have all been independent fare. And they've also directed episodes of TV series like Billions and The, the Affair. And this is in keeping with Marvel's strategy of hiring lesser-known talents uh, like James Gunn and the Russo brothers, and giving them a huge property to play with, uh, under close Marvel supervision, of course. Uh, script is being written by Meg Lef- LeFavre, uh, who wrote Inside Out, and Nicole Perlman, who was a writer on Guardians of the Galaxy, and Captain Marvel is scheduled to arrive March eighth, twenty nineteen.
0: That's interesting. What <clears throat> I like, Brie Larson, she's hot. So
2: two uh, two directors. Yeah, they co-direct. Directors Guild commonly
3: doesn't like that sort of thing. Right, it's interesting. The like in the like the Zucker's and the yeah the
1: Russos right, it, before them. They always make one be the director and one be the, like the executive well, producer. Or well, something. like the
2: Russo brothers, they will act or the Wachowskis, they will actually like let you know sibling duos get their credit. But they fought for that. But but yeah, because even then the 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 DGA will 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 put up a stink. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. Yeah. So.
1: I'm interested how they do, well, man, that's, that's easy enough to do, but, I mean, removing the, uh, the original Captain Marvel from the mythos, I wonder how, they, how they're going to do that.
2: Well, you know what? You, you, actually, you can kind of, uh, Cap, original Captain Marvel was not, like, deep into her origin, so no? okay. uh, not really. So you, you can actually, um, you could actually just skip around them. Because she is, it's human gree hybrid. It's uh, something I think that it's almost like they've what already they, started doing what that. They, what then. they're doing in Shield, yeah, exactly. Because the, the you add the Cree DNA to human beings, and then it makes them different. Right. So you you've actually got that. Yeah, they've already they've already got it established. So, You're right. It's easy.
3: So yeah. Hmm. And and cool. my because I never read the Captain Marvel original. You know, even like the death of Captain Marvel mm. uh, graphic novel that was out there. Uh because my first introduction to Captain Marvel was in the Marvel role-playing game from TSR, oh. and so that—that that was the stats for oh, Captain Marvel's always been a girl in my right, right my
1: opinion. Best costume change in any Marvel uh, series. The uh, original, just, the original Captain Marvel costume is green and white and ugly as sin. Oh, right. I Jim see. Jim Starlin, yeah. did mm. the
2: red and blue with the uh, the yellow starburst chest. Uh, Monica Lambeau was the Captain Marvel you're referring to, yes. who's now Photon, I believe. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, because she you know, turns into light and mm. any any kind of energy from the electromagnetic spectrum.
1: Actually, the, the, the Captain Marvel, the, the the guy we're talking about, Mar-vel. who died, Marvel Mar- who dies of cancer. Sorry, spoiler. Um, there was a kind of cool concept. They had these wristbands on. I can't remember why, but for the some negabands. reason, the mega bands, right? The mega bands. But he uh, was. Uh, Tied to Rick Jones, so they would swap Phys- bodies. tied? no, oh. like through the bands. So Rick Jones would just sort of summon Captain Marvel and smash take over.
2: the bands yeah. together, and Captain Marvel would say appear. Shazam.
3: And pretty much, Captain yeah, Blue. it
1: was it was very very ripoffy. <laughs> wow, I, I know they were going to they were trying to piss off DC with that, but it was still kind of cool. And Rick Jones had been long established as a uh, uh, teen yeah, sidekick, Titan, teen sidekick with the Hulk.
3: That's right. I was wondering why of sounded familiar. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and basically, uh, um, uh, Ricky Nelson.
3: That makes sense. Yeah, it makes, makes a lot of sense. Teen,
1: teen heartthrob. Oh, early
3: Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Lucasfilm is officially breaking with its new tradition with its new tradition of a Star Wars movie every December. With the announcement that the final installments of the third Star Wars trilogy, the still-untitled Episode Nine, will hit theaters on May twenty-fourth, twenty-nineteen. Oh. That's less than a year and a half after the release of this year's Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. I like the Christmas tradition. (sighs) Me too. Uh, Star Wars became a holiday franchise rather than a summer movie franchise with the release of Episode Seven, The Force Awakens, on December 18th. Uh, This was followed by Rogue One, Star Wars story, December 16th, and will continue and apparently end with this year's December 15th release Mm. of The Last Jedi. Well, the first trilogy were all summer movies. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What about well yeah but th- also the fact that that they made a december release the biggest earner mm-hmm. of the year was just cool you mm-hmm. know sort of taking it out of the summer blockbuster thing that's a whole thing i like behind the december release and i just like the idea of oh christmas is coming you know count down the days to star wars oh, That's yeah. kind of
3: sad w-
2: that- does it say where young
3: uh, Han Solo falls into yes. That. The next, uh, it's next Han Solo is currently scheduled for May twenty fifth, twenty eighteen, but it's speculated it may be pushed to December twenty eighteen as one last Star Wars Christmas hurrah. Oh, and meanwhile, the fifth Indiana Jones adventure has been pushed a year with a new release date of July tenth, twenty twenty. What will be Harrison Ford's swan song is Indy originally scheduled for July nineteenth, twenty nineteen. Uh, I am I'm not saying this is the reason why. But it was also announced that Avatar, all the dates of Avatar have been released now up through 2025. I think the next one comes out in Uh 2020. So, and I know Avatar was released during the Christmas season. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if if this isn't a let's not put these two against each other kind of thing. I'm not saying it is, but... It's something I'm wondering about. Could be that.
1: It could be Disney saying, yeah, I'd rather have the whole summer to run Star Wars as opposed to a couple months. But that doesn't
2: really. The whole summer is a couple months, Andy. No, I mean, as opposed (laughs) to a month. As opposed (laughs) to a month.
0: Dude, Force Awakens is like into March, man. Like December. Was it really that
3: long? Yeah, Yeah. Wow. A galaxy anyways over there. Yeah. I will say a December movie of that caliber has a lot less to fight against to keep that box office well, through yeah. January and February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, did, just, I, I don't did. understand the decision yet. Uh, it's not like it's not making money in that time no, frame. They did extraordinary poop. They did extraordinary poop. Poop. All right. Got some theme park things. And I love theme park things. No. Really? So it's, it's here what? we go. Get ready. Torga's getting excited. He's getting excited. Uh-oh. At the Star Wars Celebration in Orlando, representatives from both Lucasfilm and Disney Imagineering gave several new details about what fans can expect at the parks when they open sometime in 2019. The location of the park won't be an existing place Star Wars fans already know. It's a brand new in-story outpost on a planet somewhere along the unknown regions that fans haven't seen before. But according, according to Story Group's Pablo Hidalgo, quote, has been there for thousands of years. You're just discovering it, unquote. The point of this is to help people, quote, live their own Star Wars story, added Scott Trowbridge, creative executive of Disney Imagineering. It has its own history, its own story, and you'll be able to discover Hidago teased. For the cartographers out there, we know exactly where the planet is in the galaxy. We're not telling you just yet. We have examined what the ramifications of where it is on the map, he promised. Towbridge teased. This used to be a vibrant trading post in the pre hyperspace days, but now it's a den for smugglers, adventurers, people who don't want to be found. All the interesting people, unquote. The rides will be interactive experiences that will extend beyond the ride itself. Uh, Asa Kalama, who is working on the Millennium Falcon ride, for example, promised the ride experience would be unique. Quote, we're not just going to let you ride the Millennium Falcon, we're going to let you fly it. You and your flight crew will actually control it, Kamala said. That, however, also comes with ramifications. If, for example, you fly recklessly and bang the Falcon up while you still get to the end of your journey, those moves might follow you out into the world at Disney World. You could go to the Cantina or another location in Star Wars land and have someone tell you that Chewbacca is looking for you because of what you did to the Falcon. Additionally, the battle between the First Order and the Resistance, and even neutral folk like bounty hunters, will be fought not just in a simulation or ride experience, but in the real world as well. As fans declare their allegiance for one side or the other, they'll notice the park experience changing along with it.
1: Nice, so there'll be actors like the Experience hanging around.
3: Uh, I don't know if it's so much that. I think it's going to be more along the concept of what they've done with the wands at Harry Potter Land, Mm -hmm. where you you buy the wand and you are able to interact with things that people who didn't buy the wand. So something like a chip or something that you buy that makes it remember what you did in Star Wars and then... Various automated things happen because you have this chip, based on what you've experienced already in Star Wars Land.
2: Yeah, thanks, Andy. I, I see where you're going there, you're trying to get me some work. I yeah, appreciate I- it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and and you know, I could perform weddings. <sighs>
1: oh <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course. That's right.
3: Uh, Disney, if you're listening, uh, soon Andy will be available for Star Wars weddings. He will dress up as a badger. You'll be great. Yes, sir, that's true. Right.
2: <laughs> it would be great, It's like in the Star Wars movie this badger species shows up and people are like, What's that all about? And it's just to, you know, make badger, Andy's badger, character badger, at the badger, rides badger, work. Badger, badger, badger. <laughs> and of course it would it would talk, you know, I
3: would
2: pronounce you. He's <laughs> got
3: the badger language
1: down. It's very high pitched. Uh, was there anything there about the hotel? I saw something about them doing a hotel. That's the next part. Excellent. Go.
3: <laughs> if that didn't grab you, this next one will. If you've got deep pockets, all right. It's not nobody official here. yet. Nobody, nobody in this room, but they're working on it. They're on it.
2: I thought you were like Mister. Could have gone on the cruise saving. Okay, you can do okay. it.
3: Yeah, I
0: could. You've got a few. <laughs>
2: you've got
3: years yet. All right, you can start saving now. As long as she lets you. <laughs> Read the damn story. (laughs) Disney Imagineers are seriously considering a new Star Wars spaceship resort hotel. Disney and Swagbucks. I I don't know swag. I'm glad Matt wasn't drinking on that one. (laughs) I'm not have partnered (laughs) to begin surveying guests about potential live-action role-playing Star Wars experiences at Walt Disney World that goes beyond a simple Mickey breakfast or early park admissions. The ambitious concept would bring guests inside a massive starship simulation for a night and involve them in a two-day story. Questionnaires and concept art are being distributed to Disney World visitors about this $1,000-per-night dream sleepover. Here are some That's of the hi-
0: spicy meatball. Oh right yeah, that yeah,
3: is. Here are some of the highlights described in the survey: the opportunity to experience a two-day story set in the Star Wars universe, be surrounded in continuous story-driven entertainment experience as it unfolds over the course of a two-night stay, have pers- personal interactions with Star Wars characters, live performers throughout the starship, experience the story or simply observe the action according to personal preference. Engage in the story with programs such as flight training, ship exploration, lightsaber training, and personalized secret missions, both on the Starship and throughout the Star Wars-themed planet. Accommodations for the Star Wars Spaceship Package would include... All meals during your stay, buffet breakfast, lunch, and signature e- evening dining, featured entertainment and dinner shows, exclusive park admission to the Star Wars-themed land at the Walt Disney World Resort, Star Wars starship amenities include pool area and water garden, fitness area, onboard cantina, and robotic droid butlers.
1: It's a cruise ship that doesn't move that's parked at a theme park. Yeah. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah. Wow. And that it's interesting because that concept was actually floated here in Las Vegas when they shut down Star Trek the Experience. They actually looked at creating a full-scale Starship Enterprise downtown where the plaza that is. That actually
1: basically. predated the, uh, the uh, idea. Oh, that was predated to it? Yeah, and I they, thought that was post. No, it was before. Okay. Yeah, People and, and talked
2: they, about it afterward, but it, And
1: that came close to getting done and then the city fathers shut it down because they thought If this fails, we'll have this giant goddamn life-size spaceship in the middle of town. That'll be an embarrassment. Mm.
0: Would never have failed. Nah. It would have been beautiful. I find your lack of faith to stay. I don't know,
2: guys. I mean, experience went 10 years. And at the end of those 10 years, they were really stretched thin.
0: Lord Goodman, release him.
2: stretched thin. And the the price of admission at the experience is a fraction of what this stuff would be. Mm -hmm. That's
3: a good point. Uh, what when uh, Star Trek the Experience opened how much did it cost to go in? It was like 10 bucks. When it closed- we, we
2: get 50% off tickets 5 bucks. Wow. wow. When it
3: closed how much did it cost? Ooh.
2: And the big difference there is at the end it was an all day pass, pay one price ride as much as you want versus a per ride ticket when we first opened. And that was 50-60 bucks I mm-hmm. think for two rides for no no for two rides all day as
3: much as you want. For two rides. For two rides. Mm-hmm. So you can ride the Tilt-A-Whirl and the Scrambler as many times as you want for right. $60. Right. And you run up and you see
2: Gretchen as the officer <laughs> in uh, the one ride. And then <laughs> an right. hour later, you go through the other ride, and there's Gretchen as your Starfleet officer on that ride.
3: For the, on Voyager you, now, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> wow. Mm. Yeah, it was really bare bones at the end. It was embarrassing. Oh, yeah. 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 So it, embarrassing. It was stretched thin. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm excited. I would save up for this experience.
1: You could basically build a hotel with no windows or with uh, view, view screens instead of windows. And then, like, say everybody has to be inside the hotel by 6 o'clock. And then have the damn thing launch, launch in quotes. And have the screens have the stars whipping by. And, oh,
3: yeah, that could
2: be very in, cool. In that case, you don't even have to build a hotel up. You just build it into the
3: ground. Absolutely. And then there's this other park happening. Warner Brothers and Abu Dhabi's Miral have unveiled details for their planned $1 billion theme park, including worlds for (laughs) Superman's Metropolis and Batman's Gotham City. The park, which will open next year, will also include Cartoon Junction, Bedrock, and Dynamite Gulch, themed after the Looney Tunes and Hanna-Barbera brands, and Warner Brothers Plaza, which will be reminiscent of old Hollywood. Uh, Warner Brothers and Miral first announced the indoor project, indoor project, year ago, promising to open the facility in 2018. The company said Tuesday that the park is on track to make that goal. Superman's Metropolis will be a modern-style city of towering skyscrapers, while Gotham City will contain dark alleys. Cartoon Junction will bring together Bugs Bunny and Scooby Doo, while Bedrock will be a Flintstones-themed prehistoric world powered by birds and dinosaurs. Where's it gonna be located? Dubai, so, have a yeah. good time getting, save up is what I'm saying yeah. for all these things, because it's not coming anywhere near you. Trying to med and pull it in a
1: burqa Nope, I don't think it's going to happen, man.
2: You don't, there, there are no burkas
0: out there. It's No, they're actually pretty, it's, yeah. It's,
2: it's the, well, they're a little looser, and, and on the Arabian Peninsula, it's the Abaya, which is different from the burqa Ah.
3: Get schooled, motherfucker.
2: Huh. Sorry, not all of us have. Spent extensive time in the Middle
1: East. To yeah, not all it. of us
2: have apparently checked up on <laughs> Islam before we, you know, put it through the ringer. Okay.
1: In defense, I was trying to put Paula through the ringer, but that's okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. To tell her that. Oh boy, wait <laughs> till the next D and D night. You, you go ahead and tell her. I can't wait to see her punch your own arm.
2: <laughs> Fuck you, Andy. <laughs> Ow! What are you hitting me for? He said it. But you didn't do anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) Did Did you you hit him? No, I I didn't
3: hit him. let it out over the air.
0: (laughs) 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 It used to scare
1: me. Now I kind of enjoy it.
0: (laughs) Once again, fuck you, Andy. (laughs)
3: According to Deadline, the title of the next movie in the main X Men series is Surprise X Men Dark Phoenix. Huh? But they Dar-
1: already. Nah.
3: What? what do you mean they already? Go ahead, say that. They already what? They already did Dark Phoenix. In what? X Men Last Stand? No, the second movie was Dark Phoenix.
0: Huh? No, it was the third one. It was it the third one? Apocalypse? Yeah no no uh
2: the um, one with the one oh, where i'm the fucking juggernaut but my name is vinnie jones isn't that last stand,
3: stand the third last
1: stand yeah, yeah last stand. One.
3: yeah they they did dark phoenix and they half-assed yeah way. very
1: half-assed but how do you redo that since you've already done it dude be-
2: have you watched first class and
1: okay <laughs> but they're, they're yeah. I guess the timeline's folded S- 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 in on S- itself now. Right. At this point,
3: so. Exactly. Sure. Okay.
2: It's going to be.
3: I would know. love to see it because it's a great story. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to do it right, uh. but I'm. But they're going to take another shot at it.
2: All right. It's going to be Sansa Phoenix instead of Famke Jenkins
3: Phoenix. And let's face it, it's they'd be hard pressed to make it worse than Last Stand. Mm. That's. Yeah. Aside from Wolverine Origins, the worst X-Men movie made. There you go. Mm. Uh, Destroyed my favorite
0: character, so yes, I'll agree with that. Mm.
3: (laughs) Production on the follow-up to last year's X-Men Apocalypse is rumored to begin this June. Uh, The film has been given a release date as well, November 2nd, 2018. No director is confirmed, although longtime X-Men writer-producer Simon Kinberg may possibly make his debut on that job. Dark Phoenix penned nearly forty years ago by Chris Claremont. Andy just dropped his phone.
2: <laughs> no, I <it>
3: didn't.
2: <laughs> yeah, Andy just spilled his phone.
3: Mm. Uh, by Chris Claremont, jo- Jean Grey's telepathic powers reach their full potential when she is explo- exp- exploded. She is exposed to a... <laughs> Oh, my God, that was terrible. Okay. Uh, no, no, let her get exposed. I like this. <laughs> exposed, huh?
2: <laughs>
3: she is exposed to a solar flare, initially turning her into a being of pure thought. She returns to physical form as Phoenix, an entity of immense power who is soon corrupted into Dark Phoenix and turns her abilities toward destruction on a vast scale. The story, of course, as we said, botched in 2006, X-Men The Last Stand. Ken Berg and company now have a chance to right that wrong. Uh, Dark Phoenix will face further threats from within its own family. In the release info that came out over the weekend, two more X-Men films were given arrival dates in that same year. New Mutants will open April 13th, 2018, and Deadpool 2 has now been set for June 1st, 2018. So three X-Men movies that same summer.
2: (laughs) Now, see, there you go again. I think Deadpool should be a Valentine's movie.
3: Yes. Good point. Yes, it should. Yeah. You know? That's That was part of the timing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Why, so, why, why, are they, why are they breaking their own shit? I don't know. But
1: Phoenix and Dark Phoenix, both gold sashes. Got your mirror universe right there.
3: <laughs> I was wondering where that was yeah. going. Thank yeah.
0: you. <laughs> he took a little bit from way over here <laughs> and then snuck up with the pillow here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, a gold so, sash pillow. That,
1: that's more the plastic bag that I hide behind my back. Wow. Wow, Andy. Dark. (laughs) That's
2: that's very dark.
1: Dark Andy. (laughs) Dark dark
3: Andy.
2: Dark Andy with a golden sash, just, you know, killing everybody. I'm
1: still wearing the green right now, but if I start wearing red, watch yourself. Eh.
3: George Takei will open up about his early childhood years spent in Japanese internment camps for a new graphic novel. Wow. Uh, Justin Eisinger and Steven Scott of IDW will handle scripting the story, which will be narrated by Takei, and still unnamed artists will tackle the untitled project in time for a 2018 release. I, I
2: got the title.
3: What's the go. Let's go. Oh mouse. <laughs> oh wow. Wow, okay, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. wow.
0: <laughs> that's, oh, that's some deep man. joke. Big applause. <laughs>
1: Oh man. Yeah.
0: That'll be great. That's a, that's the title right there. <laughs> oh, it mouse
3: Dark Andy was winning till that
0: one was uh... <laughs> Fuck you, Andy. <laughs> ah, take that. <laughs> yeah,
1: fine. Hang on. Let's see. I, I, oh uh... no. I, I love right, I love that right. man
0: and
3: now K's no. ahead of you.
0: Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. I'll, get,
3: I'll give it back to Intercept it. Okay, I gotta back this up <laughs> to explain off. what just happened. <laughs>
0: frozen (laughs) Kristoff another $1.99 Andy fucking broke out the bank for this one (laughs) I like like...
2: this concept Andy just shows up with a bag of Funkos and during the episode he throws them out like little treats when he gets mad at Matt
3: (laughs) (laughs) and I love that basically at the same time that that Matt's developed his own catchphrase and fuck you Andy yeah (laughs) That's what the S stands for. <laughs> <laughs> and another Funko. Now that makes you. Th-
2: now I'm in the He's lead. 32. Yeah. 32
3: with. And that was a, a Frozen.
2: That was Frozen. Kristoff. Okay. Yeah. Whoever that is. <laughs>
0: I've never seen Frozen, so mm. I don't know. But well, you know what's sought after? $1.99. You can't <laughs> beat that one. Yeah. Really. Well, oh,
2: the flipping. That's going
1: to be
0: an oh, easy yes. one.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, flip that puppy around
2: now.
3: Uh, Where were you, Todd? <laughs> I, I don't even want to go back. It's, <laughs> it's, I'm enjoying the adventure. Folding I like how back. you're
2: nervously looking at Andy's bag, like, is there more? Is there more? <laughs> there is. I see the top
0: of the bottle. Uh,
3: the goal of Takei's book is to shed further light on this chapter of American history, which saw more than one million Japanese Americans taken from their homes and relocated, including young Takei and his family. Quote. I have spoken publicly on numerous occasions during my life on the unjust internment of Japanese Americans in my ongoing mission of spreading awareness in this disgraceful chapter of American history. I'm a horrible to No, that's pretty good. I I liked it, huh? It works. I'm not an actor, of course, but yeah. I do this and will continue to do so in the hopes that my personal experience can serve as a cautionary reminder of our past leaders' mistakes and that as a society, we can learn from these transgressions and not repeat them. When the opportunity to tell my story in the form of a graphic novel presented itself, (laughs) I recognized the value in making it easily accessible for our youth to discover and digest the material, bringing attention to an important and relevant issue, while preserving it for generations to come. We live in uncertain times, and if uh, if stories I still can't read one of You know, it's like, (laughs)
2: wow, I did not realize this was so long. (laughs) Oh,
3: my. <laughs> In a story such as mine can inspire us to do better and encourage positive change. I want to share it with as many people as possible, no matter who they are or where they come from, unquote. And this is not the first time Takay has used his experience to create a piece of entertainment that will reach a wider audience. In 2012, he starred in the musical Allegiance, also based on his childhood experiences. Which I would love to see turned into a movie or something, so I can see it. Right? Yeah. The musical debuted on Broadway in 2015, so it's you know, still young. They, I think they uh, workshopped it in San Diego. Oh, did they? I think it was like, yeah. Huh. That, that's, there's potential for that. Yeah. There's potential for that. I'm curious as to what you think about this next one, because Marvel's doing things again. Mm. Uh-oh. Marvel Comics revealed some of its plans for Generations, a maxi-series event that unites original Marvel heroes and their legacy character counterparts. Now Marvel's rolling out another big publishing event designed to grab both newer readers and longtime fans. It's called Legacy, and it's being branded as more of an initiative than a crossover event that you'd have to complete a checklist to read. I got it. We'll do a crossover, but we won't call it a
0: crossover. <laughs> hey, wait, what's DC doing right now? The rebirth thing. We need to do this too. Uh, we
3: can't, you're not
0: far off. Didn't really?
1: DC essentially do this like in the '70s when they when they decided all of their old Golden Age heroes were on a different Earth and that was like the Justice Society instead, and they crossed over this, or Power Girl came in and stuff
3: that like that. That sounds right. Yeah. I don't know enough about DC to yeah, say Hunt, for sure.
1: Huntress was originally, um. Selina Kyle and Bruce Wayne's daughter on the alternate on on the original Earth on the uh, Golden Age version. Oh boy, okay. yeah, you are all confused. Here now. we go. Here comes no, the DC. I, I, I this do do is, you, this you have it? Do you have it down? Steve Biggs' I, I, balls no, are tingling. I, somewhere. Yeah,
2: <laughs> 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 he's like, ooh-hoo, oh my, <laughs> um, yeah. I think it was more sixties. Um, I can't remember when the first Crisis on Earth Two came out, but that was the one that
0: established.
1: By the 70s, that's when the Hunters came on, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah.
0: I tell you what. I got an idea for either company. Mm -hmm. We'll change the first panel and the very last panel, and then we'll change the title slightly. Go with it. Go with it. All right. So, initiative, because Marvel
2: (laughs) likes those big... (laughs) What? (laughs) Marvel likes... Those big words, you know. <laughs> you almost did another spit take, Matt. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> He's
3: in the zone. A splash zone. I'm. That's where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, really. Initiative. So, yeah, it's being branded more as an initiative than a crossover event. Legacy will kick off with a single comic. It's a 50-page one-shot from... Thor, God of Thunder creative team, Jason Aaron, and Isad Rabik, and it's taking on the history of the Marvel Universe. Quote, We get a peek into the very distant past here, so we go back to the prehistoric days of Marvel, Aaron said. We're seeing versions of Marvel's biggest legacy characters in different versions we haven't seen before and an adventure of, I guess it could call, the prehistoric Avengers. That adventure will have major ramifications for the Marvel Universe going forward, and and I think we lost Captain K. Caveman. <laughs> oh God, prehistoric Avengers! <laughs> man. Longtime editor Tom Brevoort also teased the return of a central piece of the Marvel mythos that readers have been mourning in recent months. Unquote. Jack Kirby.
2: But- oh no, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> <Bucky>? <laughs>
3: What? Bucky's okay. staying dead? <laughs> so uh, what is it? Yeah. That,
2: well, that probably yeah. will be Cap. Cap right? will be dehydrified.
3: See, that's what I was thinking, mm. too.
2: Dehydrated? Yeah.
3: That's what I was thinking, too. Or could this be the return of the Fantastic Four?
2: Oh.
1: Nope.
3: You don't oh, think so? They wow. just... Not until really they make sure it? that Sony gives wow. up on it, or wow. it. Sony or Fox? Fox. Has that Fox. One.
2: Andy, Andy Red light that one. Jeff,
3: yeah, wow. right out. Oof. But I think you're right. I think it's going to be Captain as Captain. Yeah. Not Nazi Captain. That'd be better. Uh, the Legacy one-shot leads the way to a new phase of publishing for Marvel that will see long-running titles revert to their original numbering, which is sure to please longtime fans who were buying Uncanny X-Men back when it was still in the 200s. In an effort to ensure new readers that they won't be lost, all Legacy titles will also feature new storylines and jumping-on points, and though the old numbering will return, cover art will Clearly indicate to readers that they can jump in without fear of getting lost. For some time now, Marvel's been struggling with maintaining the balance between new readers and longtime fans. Look on this, I'm already confused. Right, <laughs> as well as in between new, more diverse characters and familiar faces. Legacy feels like the latest attempt to walk that line and please everyone. Marvel Legacy arrives this fall. Yeah. yeah. Prehistoric Avengers. Yeah. That carries on to create. <laughs> Problems in the new storyline. There you go. So, and not a epic crossover. No, mm. no.
2: Yeah. Well, that was hilarious when you were like, "It is uh, one comic." Uh, that yeah, they're right. That's not a crossover. <laughs> mm. Okay.
1: A crossover of one.
2: Yeah. Now, Aaron is is actually pretty good. Like I said, I've been enjoying uh, what he's doing on the Thor. Thor. Yeah. So. I was disappointed and unworthy, Thor, but that was a disappointment of expectation. So, well, we'll see, you know. It'll be interesting to see that Captain America with his granite
0: shield. <laughs> no, come on, come on, come on. It's going to be a bone shield. Ah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, It'll be a bone shield. shield. Very strong dinosaur. <clears> yeah. 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 It'll be the
1: shell of a turtle. A flat turtle shell. Yep. Yeah. Well, oh, all right. It's getting better. It's yeah. Getting TM. Better. Let's let us write this.
3: <laughs> Will Smith is in negotiation to star in Gemini Man, Skydance's high concept action thriller based on one of the Hollywood's long unproduced scripts. Ang Lee is in negotiation to direct the project, which is being produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. The story centers on an aging assassin who finds himself in a battle with the ultimate opponent, his clone. Who is 25 years younger and at the peak of his abilities? Oh, damn. It, <laughs> didn't that just happen in the Wolverine movie? Shh, oh, sh- sh- shut up, Andy. <laughs> shush. <clears throat> <laughs> the project was first set up at Disney in 1997 as a pitch by Darren Lemke with Don Murphy producing and Tony Scott directing. Gemini was considered unfilmable for many years because of visual effects technology and not caught up to the concept. Originally, the idea was to have a. An actor such as Harrison Ford play the older assassin, and someone like uh, Chris O'Donnell play the younger version before settling on the dia- idea of one actor playing both parts. The script has been retooled many times over the ensuing two decades, and numerous camera tests have been conducted by the studio, which at different times is considered Mel Gibson and Clint Eastwood for the lead role. Wow. So this, is, this has been around forever, and it's finally coming to pass, and I, I like the fact that Wolverine did kind of, mm-hmm, pretty much yeah. it.
2: Did kind of. I mean, it's not like it was the central conceit of the sure. movie. So
3: Sure, but uh, but you can see Marvel going, yeah, we did that first. Well,
2: you can, I, I certainly. But then can again, see Andy saying
3: it. But then again, this script, <laughs> the script has been around for decades. Yeah. So at that point, uh-huh. you say, who really did it first, and who's known about it forever? So Everyone who apparently. stole who? One of sci-fi's greatest living legends is finally getting some love from Hollywood. John Ridley is set to write and direct a film for Miramax called Needle in a Time Stack, based on a short story by Robert Silverberg. Oh. The story focuses on a man who set out to save his marriage after it is destroyed by a rival using time travel to alter the course of history. The involvement of Ridley, whose credits include writing and directing the Oscar-winning *12 Years a Slave*, as well as creating the TV series *American Crime* and a new Showtime project called *Gorilla*, still attached to write a mystery TV Marvel TV project as well, means it's more likely to move forward. Silverberg, the 82-year-old author who retired from writing in 2015, is considered one of the giants of the genre. Four Hugo Awards, six Nebula Awards to his name. He was also inducted into the Science Fiction and Fantasy Hall of Fame in 1999, named a Grand Master by the Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers of America in 2005. He's perhaps best known for the Magipore series, a collection of novels and series set in a giant planet named Majapur, home of seven different races, including humans and various aliens. His other novels include the Nebula winning A Time of Changes, *Night Wings*, Across a Billion Years, The World Inside, The Mask of Time, the Book of Skulls, I like that title, uh, Tower of Glass, Dying Inside, and many others. Yet with the exception of a 1986 Twilight Zone episode and two, TVs movies, two TV movies, one of which is in French, and the 1999 movie Bicentennial Man, based on Isaac Asimov's story of the same name and Silverberg's expansion of it to novel-length The Positronic Man, Silverberg's work has never been adapted for either film or television. I didn't realize that was a further adaptation from the Asimov story. Interesting. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Silverberg finally getting an adaptation. Creed star Michael B. Jordan, Oscar-nominated Michael Shannon, have set to star in, the, in Fahrenheit 451 for HBO Films. The latest movie of Ray Bradbury's iconic sci-fi novel is being directed by Shannon's 99 Homes, Helmer Raymond Barani, who co-wrote the script with his 99 Homes co-scribe Amir Nadiri and is executive producing. The dystopian novel... I'm, I got those names right, by the way. I'm very happy about that. the dystopian, twinkle in your eye. Right? <laughs> the dystopian novel, originally published in 1953, depicts a future where media is an opiate, history is outlawed, and quote-unquote firemen. Burn books. Young fireman Montag forsakes his world, battles his mentor, Beatty, and struggles to regain his humanity. Ah! Uh, Fahrenheit 451, that's been a movie, right? There's been an episode. Yes, yeah.
2: with um, Connery, right? Who was in the lead? I don't know about that. There's, there was a. Michael French, Connery? There's a French yes. one that I know of.
3: Okay.
2: Mm. No, I'm pretty sure it was made a film already. Okay. No, it, but, it has. Right. Yeah. But a French film, there's a, right. I know of the French movie.
0: But you say there's an American version. Carry on. I'll look. You're going to look. Go for it. fact, check it out. Super Sleuth. We've gotten through so much news.
3: I'm very happy with how much news we've gotten through. Come on. Keep it rolling.
0: Stay on the boat, Jeff.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Joachim Roening is in talks to direct Micro, Michael Crichton's final novel for Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment. Crichton left micro-unfinished before dying in 2008, but the techno-thriller was later completed by author Richard Preston and published by HarperCollins. According to Deadline, quote, The novel is a high-concept thriller that follows a group of graduate students lured to Hawaii to work for a mysterious biotech company, only to find themselves miniaturized and cast out into the rainforest with nothing but their scientific expertise and wits to protect them, unquote. Darren Lenke, behind Jack Kids. the Giant Slayer, Goosebumps, and Lost, has already written the script, which Amblin hopes to begin shooting this fall. Universal is taking on distribution. I've already seen that movie. What the the miniaturized human beings? That but has it been done in a modern way without being a comedy? Oh, that's that's the that's what I'm wondering because I'm, I'm think I'm ripe for that story again. I, I think I'm I'm ready to do that. Yeah, the the whole "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" thing—that that, you know—that was fun. did the comedy play on the, the Incredible Shrinking Man. Great, but uh, and the uh, the, the whole Crichton high high yeah. sk, high concept uh, moderate moderate science mm-hmm. uh, playing into a miniaturized rainforest group. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm.
1: I've apparently seen uh, a redub version of Fahrenheit 451 because I remember it being in English.
3: All right, so it is a French film.
1: It is Francois Tufan. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, a bunch of actors. But there's I don't no know. other version, that, as far as I can tell. All right, so wow, this is yeah. the first English.
2: I occasionally know stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I hear.
1: I may be so I keep you around. I may be picturing Connery in uh, Time Bandits as a fireman. That may be what's. A...
0: <laughs> I think you are.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I think you very much are right now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's I, awesome,
3: I, I may man.
1: have built a whole movie around that. Day. <laughs> but,
0: and, your and your frankly, and no. frankly, it was a damn good movie. I'm sorry. It's gone. <laughs> your editors must love you. Here's a story oh. from Andy. Oh, shit. Okay. What do we got? I now? am
1: the whole very well versed about, fa- about a story. For the days I'm working on it, then it goes right out of my head because I got to shove another one in there.
3: <laughs> the, the fact that you only kept Agamemnon, but but <laughs> yeah. the, the callback at the end of yeah. Time Bandits you made into yeah. night 451. What movie did you invent out of whole cloth? Write to us <laughs> at Ugly Couch Show comments at uglycouchshow right. And next week we'll have Jeff back oh. to tell us oh. to tell us about all of his boat parking adventures. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. parking was ample. Mm-hmm. The whole Caribbean. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And I didn't even get through half the news that I had. What? All this craziness. We tried to shut up a lot. Right? Damn. So, and you didn't have to, Mm. but great. All Mm. right. So, more news to come, and Mm. we'll get to the emails. And until next week, I am Master Torgo.
2: Commander
1: K. Rabbi fact-checked Andy. (laughs) (laughs) The Are you done? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Maple Leaf Matt.
3: <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. I,
1: I, and I, 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 can't, I can't have the thing in balance wait, here. Wait, no, what's you're, going there go. on? There we go. Now where are
0: been again. He
3: just handed a Funko to Matt.
0: Yep. Now we're even. But here's the thing. Look, the box is damaged. Luckily, I'm out of a box collector. Yeah. Here you go. It's a damaged box. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> what, what did you
0: get? Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Blake. I have no idea because I'm not an NFL guy. <laughs> ah, so. you, you football,
3: he, dude. He's a football dude.
2: He's a football. He got a football.
3: Wow, you're... Andy, I'm impressed with what you're doing, but you're also very much an asshole. Yes, I am.
0: <laughs> yes, I am. I love this sticker, though. $1. ninety-nine, Amazing. New value.
2: Mm-hmm. It's funny. He got, like, five Funkos for the price of one, <laughs> yes. and he's doling them out. Like, I, I bought every different kind they had. Wow. Yes,
1: <laughs> you
3: got you any did. more in there? Yeah. Oh, he does. Look at that. I just want to say somewhere there's an alternate universe where Andy found these $1.99 Funkos, Bought him and kept him for himself and became the new Funko guy.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>